Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Welcome back into Gwen and Chris. Four o'clock is the time we are setting sail on the second half of today's program. It kicks off with a little... Chris versus the fans. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Mr. Scraby doing an outstanding job today. Stop. Except when he's fighting with the phones. Not my uh, fault. Opportunity for you if you can get through on these uh, non-working phones. To qualify for our grand prize, two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, plus a VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook. It's the world's largest race and sports book, and you can also win a $250 food and beverage credit. All you have to do is take me down a la, is it Cesar yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Sweep. It was. It was, a, it was a good win, too. Tremendous job by uh, Cesar to uh, run the table yesterday. Yeah, he sure did. And uh, take down Christopher's The Fans. You'll get your opportunity today. This section of the program is brought to you by... On deck, small business loans. A couple of quick notes before we get to Chris versus the fans. Lakers' Russell Westbrook indeed is out for tonight's game. Sitting out with a, uh, what is it, a hamstring injury? Hamstring. Hamstring and uh, various other ailments. Uh, Nuggets will be without forward Michael Porter Jr. tonight. He is missing the game because of... Lumbar management, whatever so that is. Since his back, yeah, I know. Is it the lower or the upper? Can we lumbar? just say he's resting? Do we have to? Do we have to describe the reason why? Did we just ridicule somebody for saying that they were just resting a guy in game one the other day? We did the Bulls. So Zach Levine. I, so this is game this is one. the alternative. They this give is the alternative. Injury. We get all the information. <laughs> all right. So uh, Michael Porter Jr. will be out. NBA uh, schedule uh, gets going here shortly tonight couple of key games. Milwaukee. That's really unfortunate. I had Michael Porter Jr. in my fantasy lineup. and uh, Is it too late to get him out of there? It doesn't matter. I don't have anybody that can replace him. All right. They're all well, off. Well, I so. apologize for giving you the bad Thanks, news. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> you have a uh, fantasy basketball lineup, huh? I do. How does uh, how many players are on your fantasy basketball lineup? That's a good question. Like One, two, seven, three, ten? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen. Fifteen guys? Fourteen, but I have uh, LaMelo Ball on IR right now. Injured reserve. Right. And how many different categories are you 
there, trying to keep track there of. There are nine categories. Yeah. You got to win the majority of them. Do you yeah. play weekly against it's, another you, it's player? A, it's a weekly game, but you got to be on it daily. Right. So, but you add up your 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 categories for the week against the other person's categories for the week. Correct. And if you win more categories, you get a a win in the column. Yes. It goes against your record. Like if as Tony sweeps in week one, he's nine and zero. As much as That's I'm right. a, uh, I'm four and th- five right now. Oh, so you uh, lost your through first week series. one. Yes. yes, through week one. Yes. As much of a fan of fantasy sports as I am, I've never gotten up for basketball. Basketball. That's how that I feel about baseball. That sounds really... Yeah, baseball's very involved, but I've always done that. But uh, fantasy basketball, I've never taken part in. I think you enjoy it. How about fantasy hockey? I've never taken part of that either. No, nah, I've never done that one. Fantasy... <laughs> what else is there? I've done fantasy it. golf. I've done fantasy NASCAR. What is... I mean, fantasy, fantasy golf. Fantasy NASCAR, huh? Yeah, fantasy NASCAR's pretty fun. Fantasy golf is... How uh, is fantasy NASCAR pretty fun? Because you pick the cars and then you... you, you <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like a, it's just like fantasy football, but there's cars instead of football yeah, players. But the, the cars can only do one thing. Yeah, but it was wherever they came in. If they win, you get a certain number of points. If they come in like 25th, you get a certain number of points. So you followed each week. It's I, I don't do it anymore, but it was fun. Golf was fun too, but it, it's it's hard to you keep pick up. Pick the with cars golf. and you, uh, you you watch. Yeah, and then you just watch them <laughs> make left turns all day. That's all you do in fantasy football. But you get your guys and you watch them. Yes, yeah. you do, and you curse at them when they terrible don't do well. things happen to you on Monday Night Football. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Scraby. Let's get into a Chris versus the fans here. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The rules are these. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. That's it. Nolan Ryan is blowing cheese okay, by these guys. I, I wasn't gonna bring it I wasn't gonna bring it up because there is an old MLB game being played on MLB Network right now. Pete Rose led off for the Phillies. How did anyone hit? How did Pete Rose get like 4,000 hits when he was crunched over at the plate? Optimal hitting position. I guess so. It's just so weird to see these old time. They're not even old time. They're like 1980. This was a uh, one of the greatest series in baseball history. Astros the, and Phillies? Yes, 1980 National League Championship Series. Four of the five games went to extra innings, and the Phillies prevailed in a Ooh. thrilling fifth game. After Nolan Ryan Nolan started Ryan for is Houston, filthy. Yeah, oh, that was unbelievable. My gosh. Yeah, Mike Schmidt batting against Nolan Ryan right now in the old time baseball game. I mean, two Hall of Famers going head to head. But it was a great series. Um, the Phillies rallied in both games four and five. I didn't realize they had the orange hat too back then. So the orange yeah, hat's not go, even. They not went through the orange hat with the rainbow uniforms for the Astros in 1980. I wish I, I wish they had the miles per hour on the TV like if you they look do at now. All, by the way, you were talking about the stands. You look at all the '80s stands, yeah, and, and into like the that. '90s. Yeah, they're all. My dad was like that. He was you know, that's true. Over. I, I mean, yeah. that's that's. Some would say that's optimal hitting position. 
Well, Pete Rose, I know he's very good at hitting, but he looked like he was basically on top of the plate. <laughs> he was looking down at the plate. Anyway, we're ready to Hit go for King, Christmas. King, as fans. they call him. All yeah. right, uh, let's get to our first contestant. Um, Pete. Pete, welcome to the show. Pete. There hey guys, how you doing? We're hey, doing Pete. well. How about yourself? I'm real good. Thank you. Here we go. First good question. Luck today, Pete. Good luck, Pete. We take you way back to, what, what April? March? April. April. Early April. Yes, yes, yes. What team did the Padres play for the home opener this season? I believe it was the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. <laughs> that is incorrect. Unfortunately. Seriously? Yeah. Marcello. That's who I was going to go with. Who was your backup plan? Uh, Giants. Gigantes. <laughs> That is incorrect, too. A number one, both people get it I wrong. I can't believe that. But, Pete, you move on. The it, answer, the Atlanta Braves. Remember, Chris, we were broadcasting live downtown, and I started yelling at all the Braves fans walking by? Oh, it was the home opener. Home opener. That's, yes. Tony, Tony did say off. that. Tony yeah, no, he that? did. I just didn't think it. Home opener. Because um, they opened with Pete, Diamond. What's Man. my man's name who got his elbow broken in, um, in the playoffs from the Braves starting pitcher? I don't know. He got hit with the line drive. That's who pitched that game. Padres hit him up pretty good. I can't believe it. Max Freed? Nope. Next guy behind him. Charlie. Mortland. Charlie Morton. There we go. Charlie Morton started that game. Charlie Morton. Uh, all right, here we go, Pete. Second question. <laughs> uh, we're all out of whack. Oh, one of the best days of the season. On May 9th, Jorge Alfaro hit a walk-off home run on a Sunday what team were the Padres playing? Uh, uh, the Rockies. The Rockies. He's stuck in the NL West, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is correct, Mr. Ello. Uh-oh. Excuse me. Are you okay? Uh, all right. <laughs> Yesterday was Scraby. Yeah. Uh, this was Miami, if I recall. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You... You would go correctly. <laughs> Sorry about that, Pete. Pete, that was a good try, man. It was a good try. We're on to the next <laughs> contestant. Brandon, welcome to the show, Brandon. How Brandon. you doing today? I'm good, guys. How are you? We are well. Here we go. First question. We need to check on yeah, Chris. I was going to say, I like Brandon's chances of winning right now because I can't talk. <laughs> Here we go. Who hit the most home runs for the Padres in the playoffs? Uh, I believe that was Manny Machado. Manny Machado. That is correct. Nice job. We move on to question number two. What inning did Joe Musgrove pitch in the All-Star game? Was that the third inning, I believe? True Padre fan, that is right correct. There. Nice job. I thought it was second when off the top of my head, but you know why it wasn't the second inning? Because Clayton Kershaw had to start the first. There it is. All right, here we go. Question number three. Who was the first starting pitcher to win a game for the Padres this season? Uh, 
harvest got pulled on opening day, so I think it was Manaya the next day. You better Man, go we got some in. really good Padres fans. That's what I'm talking about, Brandon. Nice work. I don't, I don't know what's thank going you. on with First, Chris. Thank you, Brandon. You saved me. First of all, thank you, Brandon. Because Chris never had to answer. Therefore, he could go ahead and choke in the corner as he's been doing the whole I, time. I could never talk that entire time. <laughs> nice work, Brandon. Hang on the line. Scraby will uh, get your information. Uh, nice that was job. good. Chom uh, and I started the second game. Are you all right, man? I don't uh, think not so. Not really. Is this the crackers <laughs> getting you again? Oh, is it time for the crackers <laughs> to be done? <laughs> Didn't Manaya open the season with the seven no hit innings? <laughs> he did. He yeah. did. This was after you Darvish had six no hit innings, I believe, the night before. Oh yeah, that's right. Starting pitching went. Only difference or was the only difference was Robert Suarez blew this his first save Man, of the season. I remember that day. The very next day, Taylor Rogers showed up, uh-huh, and he yes. was the closer enrolled through like the first month yeah. and a half, and then it all went awry. I remember that first game when uh, they were the Padres were winning and and it just like they, I think they walked it off right the Diamondbacks did off. yes the 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 high to low that night was Some guy one of the best run. was it beer yeah beer beer, beer. that's, that's right yeah. that's right and yeah. I just remember the the like elation of winning the first game and then all of a sudden just snap. the devastation but you know what I think it was a sign of things to come the very next day. They bounce back. They get a nice victory. They go on to win uh, the third game. They take the series. It was, um, it's, in some ways, it was indicative of, of what was to come. So, yeah, there's that. Brandon, nice work. Uh, I have a few things to add to uh, are you sure are you, about, are you, I better not. Are you going to be able to get through it, my man? No, I'm not going to, so you better get us out of here. All right. When we get back, Chris will have a few things to add to it. Plus, we got some NBA talk, plus some traffic. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
419. Just rolling along here on Gwen and Chris Tony Gwen Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Chris, we went to break. You said you had a few things to add. Do you remember what they were? I was just trying to talk, basically. Um, well, it was just—it was interesting. You were talking about the opening of the season and how, you know, Sean Mania pitched in the second game, started and pitched seven no-hit innings, and how Suarez was the closer for the first game. Craig Stammen actually came in and gave up the home run to Seth Beer in the bottom of the uh, the ninth inning after Suarez walked two men and hit a batter uh, to set up the Arizona rally. But I was just thinking how many guys it took to play this regular season in oh, 89 yeah. games. Good, I mean, good call. we're going to remember everybody that played in the playoffs, the 26-man roster, the 10 guys who played day-to-day, and the, the starting pitchers. And we're going to remember Garcia and Suarez, and we're going to remember you know Josh Hader and everybody else. But how many players this year came and went? You know, to help contribute to what the Padres were, you know, had to do this year. Zara. You talk about it all season long, but it takes like 40, 50 guys to get through a season. Without a doubt. How about, um, I'm trying to think of some of the young guys. Reese Kinnear. How about the guy that was traded to the Brewers, Estuary Ruiz? Remember him? He was starting. Yeah. Yeah. He got a start in Colorado. Yeah. He started a couple of games because. They needed some help in the outfield at the time. I mean, it's really remarkable. Some of the names, see, well, all the guys that went to Washington, of course, right? C.J. Abrams and, right, uh, right. you know. Uh, Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore was a big part of this ball club. You know, you look at some of the names, Matt Beatty, that's a name a lot of fans don't want to remember, but Robinson Cano. Yeah, that was another one, right? Robinson Cano came in and... If I recall, it was a game in St. Louis on a Thursday afternoon that he came up as the go-ahead run in the top of the ninth inning and hit a ball to the wall in left center field that everyone in the ballpark thought was gone and died there on a warning track, and the Padres lost by a run or two. Next day, he was released. And I always remember thinking, what happened if that ball sails out? Could have changed his whole arc of his season. Who knows what would have happened. Trace Thompson, who finished with the Dodgers. That's another one. He started with the Padres. That's right. Brent Rooker was on the opening day roster, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, he wasn't because he came with uh, Rodgers from Minnesota in the second day. And then all of the pitchers that it took to get through this season. I'm looking at Taylor Scott. Taylor Scott, Jose Castillo. Castillo. Oh, yeah. Um, Who else am I thinking? I just added it up while you were thinking. 28 different guys pitched for the Padres this year. Wow. 28 different guys. Denelson Lamette. Ryan Weathers, remember him? I remember he, him. Was he here this year? He did. He made, he started like one game. Denelson Lamette ended up wow. where? In Colorado? If I'm uh, not mistaken. Yes, yes he did. He yeah. was with Milwaukee, and then they cut him. That's right. He got traded in the Milwaukee deal. I mean, it's just crazy how many different guys it takes to get through a whole season. Ray Kerr? Ray Kerr. Okay, right, here's lefty. one I have no idea. Kyle Tyler. I, I'm sorry if Kyle Tyler was listening. Pitcher. I just don't remember. Pitcher, right? He was one of the 28 guys, but I don't remember him. 
Yeah. I yeah he was Do you remember yes. doing a uh, scouting report on him, Tony? I, I, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> and coming into the game is right-hander. Kyle Tyler. Tony, can you help us? Right-hander, let me, correct? Let me, let me yes, go he's a right-hander, check. Jesse. <laughs> he is right. Yeah, he's righty. Yeah, I remember him. He went to uh, the University of Oklahoma. You he got a win this year. About him. He did. I, I'm really sorry, but when did this happen? How did he get a win? I got it was go sometime the in the summer, log. I think. Mm. Kyle, was it like a double header day? I'm looking it up. It's hard. To, I am too. It's hard to remember. He only pitched in two games. Oh, he pitched both uh, Cubs games. And both games he pitched in were at Wrigley Field. One mm. they won twelve to five, and the yes. other game they won nineteen to there eight. And he picked up one of the wins. Good in, for Kyle uh, Tyler. In that series, June fourteenth and June fifteenth. Kyle Tyler, send him a ring size for the National <laughs> League Championship Series ring. Anyway. All right, uh, what do we got? Uh, NBA, NBA basketball coming up? Yes, tonight? Bucks, Bucks Nets getting ready to start here shortly. Yes. Preview of uh, some people think the best two teams in the East. I, just, I don't know that the Nets are there. I don't know that the Nets are I don't are know either. that they belong there. You've got the Celtics there. Um, we'll see. Uh, Milwaukee's 2-0. and Portland's 4-0. and They're playing tonight later against the Miami I'm happy for Heat. Portland. I'm happy for Dame Lillard. Because he is, he has been the remaining superstar that has like not asked to join he, a super team. He has refused to join a super team. Yeah, it seems it's good. Like. It's good for it's good that that happens every once in a while. Not everybody has to be part of a super team. Although if Dame Lillard wanted to go to the Bulls and replace Lonzo Ball, <laughs> I'd be more than willing to accept him there. I'm hope I hope Lonzo. Can you imagine how good they could be oh, if they could add him? If you put him and DeRozan and Levine on the same team. Yeah, that's what they need. They need a third superstar. That would uh, that would not be a lot of fun for teams who have to face them. <clears throat> no. When is Lonzo Ball going to come back? I hope he. I hope if ever. I hope that his knee ends up. Being yeah, right, man. I feel bad. You get to the point after a while where you kind of make some. You, you tend to make fun of somebody who's injured, and you go, "Ah, oh, they're injury prone," and this and that. Then after a while, you start to feel for the person. I mean, yeah, it's like, all right, sure. already he's been out for like a year and a half. And it doesn't sound like it's anything his to his own his own doing. Like he hasn't no. had a chance to even get back to rehabbing or anything. He just can't get back to action, and I, they have absolutely no idea when he's going to return. I was I can't remember if he was on was it Kimmel? He was on one of the shows, and he was saying that, uh, and maybe it wasn't Kimmel, maybe it was a, a podcast. But he was saying that he can't do anything other than walk right now. And that was before this last surgery that he, I think he just recently had, right? Didn't he? Right, have he another? ended up having another one right yeah. before the season started. So hopefully, uh, he's on the the fast track to to getting healthy. Because you'd like to see when him. he was healthy, that Bulls team was was rolling along pretty good. It was right along that time where he got hurt that things kind of went the opposite direction. It's absolutely true. They were one of the best. I think they had the best record in the league at the All Star break last year. Very close. He didn't to play the after the All Star break. break, right? And then he didn't play the rest of the season. Levine missed a bunch of it, and the the Bulls, uh, you know, completely fell apart the second half. Worked their way into the playoffs, and then just got embarrassed by Milwaukee. It wasn't even. Oh, a, it wasn't right. even a contest. I think the Bulls did win one game, but it was a, as you like to say, a gentleman sweep. <laughs> <laughs> they the Bucks were, they were nice game. about it. They were nice. They gave him a game. Yeah, Alonzo Ball is only 25 years old. You know, you'd like to see the guy be able to have a career at this point. For sure. So hopefully he'll uh, he'll get healthy at some point. But uh, I think around these parts, people are probably a little more concerned with the Lakers. You're trying to keep a positive face on it and a, mm-hmm. and a happy, positive attitude. But 
Boy, a lot of people around basketball think they've got some, you know, some real problems. I mean, you've I wa- have you watched the first three games? Because you did. I you watched. Doing, the, I watched the last one. The, which one was that? Portland. Portland. Who else did they lose to? They lost, I don't even Golden they State, lost to the Clippers and Golden State. They lost to three really good teams. Yeah, they've lost to three pretty good and teams. And they've, they, they've all been really, outside of, I think they lost in Golden State by like 10. Maybe it was a little bit less than that. They've all been close games. They gave they gave that Portland game back yeah. at the end. So, Well, I told you the headline today in the ESPN uh, on the dot-com. Don't even look at it, Tony. Yeah, I it's saw it. I saw it. I love the uh, – you know what my favorite thing about these articles is, is the – I always find it interesting the picture they use – to for the 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 I love that too. Like, it, it, it's, it's really that it's like they got this picture of of Russell Westbrook like me. He looks like somebody stole his lunch money, <laughs> right. and it just fits. The, I do love that. The, the headline of the story. I've always found that to be well. It's just human nature to click on it because <laughs> I'm like, wait, if that's the picture to the headline, then <laughs> right. I got to read this story. Well, they're being so mean. I mean, it says the Lakers might be the worst shooting team in NBA history. Underneath that, it says. The Clippers are building a new arena, but it's the other Los Angeles team that's laying bricks yes, at a record yes. pace. And listen, they've even changed the picture now on, on the website. Now it's a picture of, of LeBron James looking distressed as the defender is, is on top of him. I, I actually think uh, that they have several pictures that rotate because... But they all fit the same narrative. Oh, yeah, they all do the same thing, <laughs> but yes. So, yeah, I'm hoping my Lakers get, get get their first one tonight. Yeah, we'll see. They take on Denver a little bit later on. The uh, Nuggets are not off to a great start themselves. They are, well, they're 2-2. Two and two. They're better so, than 0-3. No so. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Jokic uh, doing his thing. What do you think about Doncic? Or Doncic? Doncic. Luka Doncic? Yeah. Are you a major fan? Uh, I I mean, am I a major fan? Yeah. I don't know if I'm a major fan, but he's really, really good. He is really, really good. Charles Barkley was kind of ripping the Mavericks last night, not him so much. But if you watch them play, he dribbles the ball about 90% of the time. And the other four guys just stand there. And then every now and again, he gives it up and one of them jacks up a three. And that's their offense. But that's offense in the NBA now, right? I mean, there's they just, got them to a, a freaking Western they were Conference in the Western final. final last year. Yeah, they beat out Phoenix, which uh, had the regular season championship, and uh, then uh, Dallas upset them. All right, we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Big Five is coming up, and Scraby and I are. Um, <laughs> hey, I totally forgot about for this. Yes, I can't some wait. Kind. So we'll tell you all about it when we return on 97.3 The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell 
cash. The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, I just actually retweeted the evidence that I have, so that'll come in handy in a little bit here on the Maybe. Big Five. Uh, I think it's pretty damning evidence, to be honest. Damning. Yes, I'm using big words. The Big Five is brought to you by Penske Lincoln in La Mesa. Good looks, elegant sophistication. That's what it's like to drive a Lincoln. And Penske Lincoln in La Mesa makes it uncomplicated and easy. Penske Lincoln, 8850 Grossmont Boulevard. Now, we're going to start with number five. Someone who likes to give his hot takes, Keith Law. MLB writer oh, out Lord, there. What Keith had to say this time. Well, he is not happy that Skip Schumacher became the manager of the Miami Marlins. He tweeted out yesterday, Schumacher has never managed anywhere. The Marlins hired him over a Latino candidate with MLB managerial experience in Rojas and another with managerial experience in Winterball, Espada. The bar is just different, he says. That was his tweet. He went on to say in another tweet that he doesn't think that Skip Schumacher is going to do poorly as a manager. He's just saying the bar is different. So, Chris, we know uh, hiring white guys. The bar is different. Yeah, like I guess when you're... When you're a white guy and you don't have any managerial experience at the major oh, league that level, bar. okay, you skip you. over that, and some other guys don't. They have to work through that stuff. Chris, when uh, we know about the NFL and their effort to hire my, more minority coaches, do you think that baseball has the same problem as the NFL? I'm not going to dismiss the fact that it could be an issue, but I don't necessarily think they've got the same problem. Uh, Skip Schumacher, first-time manager. Bob Melvin at one point was a first-time manager. I mean, everybody's got to be a first-time manager somewhere along the line, and you got to beat out other candidates. Now he talks about Luis Rojas as uh, a guy who was considered here. Luis Rojas had an opportunity uh, with the Mets, I believe, and uh, did not do very well. That doesn't mean he can't get another opportunity, but maybe the Marlins thought Skip Schumacher was a better candidate I don't know that every time a white manager gets hired, or even for that matter, a white NFL coach gets hired, they should have to, you know, come up with a bunch of excuses as to why they got hired. All right. This is an issue, and I'm not trying to dismiss that, but I just don't know that it's always at play. That's a good answer. Uh, Tony, what do you think about this? Do you think that the Major League Baseball has a hiring problem like NFL does? No. I, I think it's a different situation. Um, I will say that it is a, uh, it is an issue. I don't know that it's at the level in which the NFL is, which is a majority black player-driven league, right? Point, so yeah. uh, not to say that there aren't plenty of men of color who, who are deserving of the opportunity. I do know Skip has been in the proverbial um, kind of circuit of interview, being interviewed, not getting the job, being interviewed, not getting the job. So clearly there are a lot of teams that think he's qualified uh, to have these interviews, and Marlins have elected to go that route. Now, um, you bring up Rojas, who had his chance in, in New York, it sounds I don't and that's the other thing. We don't know what who was hired and how seriously it what it came down to, right? Um there's certainly something to be said of, of uh, at least of where Keith's head is at on this, but 
Um, in this particular situation, I don't know that it applies. It seems like without intending to do so, though, he's kind of making Skip Schumacher have to, like, prove himself. And it's really not fair to Skip Schumacher. Right. All I mean, he did was interview for the job. He got it. Right. So he shouldn't have to answer this isn't, to that. This isn't his first go-around again in, in yes, his interview. Yes, that's right. He's, he's, he didn't come out of complete nowhere. Right. How much does major league playing experience help uh, a, a guy in, as a manager when they're learning to become a manager? I think it's to it's well it, it, it I would I would say it helps a tremendous amount. Um, one of Bo Mel's biggest attributes is his ability to relate to players. Yeah. And and although it was at a different time, he's been able to adapt to where these where the new generation of player is and he is sympathetic to the grind that is, and I think guys, um, they know that, and so there's a, there's a trust that's built there. So yes, I would say that it is, it is it's an advantage for sure. I'm not saying that you have to have it in order to be successful, but it certainly is an advantage. I'll never forget when Chris and I talked to Bob Melvin before the season during spring training, and I asked him what makes players like you so much, and he said. Uh, it, basically, he said, I know what it's like to struggle at the big league level just like they do. So, right. yeah. All right. Number four. Now, here's the Charles Barkley stuff that we were talking about earlier. Warriors star Clay Thompson got into it with Devin Booker of the Suns last night, which resulted in his first ejection ever as a Warriors player. I didn't really see anything crazy, but he continued to talk after being separated and then had some words to the ref and he was ejected. The ref with the perfectly combed hair, by the way. I like him. He's funny. Ed <laughs> yeah. Malloy. Uh, that's his name. He gives a real good ejection point as well. Anyway, he was... Uh, as Good as, referees work on that stuff. Okay. Anyway... Uh, How does that work? Do you, like, in the mirror working on it? Like, go go to the you, mirror. Okay. Go to the mirror. Okay. You're out of here! <laughs> Take a look. Uh, we're... we're <laughs> I've been known to give my traveling signal in the mirror a few times before, my block charge <laughs> signal. That I'm, would be you know, epic. Luckily, if, nobody can see that. I was about to say, if Lori could find a yeah. way to get oh, some man. footage get video of that. Oh, man. <laughs> to sing some of my signals. <laughs> that would be great. Can you, can you watch film on yourself, too? You uh, are encouraged to watch film hey, on yourself. I, I actually, you tend to referee a little yeah. bit better once you know how you look to everybody else. Well, Clay was walking off as he yelled at the Suns bench, and apparently he was yelling. He was talking a lot about the four rings that he and the Warriors have won over the past um, seasons, and he was telling Devin Booker that. So that wasn't the end, though, for Clay. Uh, Hulk Clay came out, and Charles Barkley had to say this about Clay because he is so frustrated. They asked him why. Here he is. This team is older, Ernie. That's what's really happening to them. They're older. That's why I said. If you go back, go back and look at the finals. Who was the, suit, the guys who helped them win? It was Wiggins and Poole. Those guys are here now. They are. But I'm saying, that's why I said it's going to be up to those young guys, Kaminga, Moody, Poole, uh, and uh, Wiseman. Because I think as much as I love Clay, he's slipping. Uh, same thing with Draymond. They're not the same. In the finals, you could see... They're not the same guys they was two or three years ago. So when I watched the Warriors play, I says, oh, man, Father Time is knocking on the door on a couple of those guys. They, they, these guys have won four championships. Just like playing two or three extra seasons, they, and they're past 30, you factor in Clay, who's had two major, major surgeries. I think you saw tonight, he's like, this young boy is kicking my ass. 
Ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> so there's more of that if you want to go find it. It's online. But uh, I often think about that, the extra games played in the postseason, because I think Tim Duncan played like three and a half extra regular seasons in playoff games. But, Tony, do you agree or disagree with Charles Barkley? Both. I don't think they're as old as Charles is making them seem like right now. But there is something to be said about, you know, father time knocking on the door. They are in their 30s, and they have played a ton of extra games. They've also had a ton of rest, though, right? I mean, Clay Thompson missed two seasons without, you know, any of the wear and tear. Draymond missed a large portion of not last season, but the season before when they kind of packed it in, right? Um, so, yeah, I think Charles is is – is right in some of it. I also think he's, to me, this year across the board, there's been a uh, like a hurry to make judgments after two, three games. I, I, am I am I am I tripping? I mean, is it? No, there's a lot of it, hot takes out it there. It feels like, like there Brian is Windhorst. like a lot of like cemented answers when about what the season's going to look like based off of the first three games, three four games of the season. You know, I heard that the Phoenix Suns were over the hill coming into this season. Uh, Chris Paul can't get it done anymore. Devin Booker's another year older. The ownership issue has trickled down throughout the franchise. There's no way the Suns are going to be any good anymore. Looked pretty good to me last night. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And the Warriors looked pretty good to me last night. I believe the score was 76-75, to 75, something like that, in the third quarter. The Warriors were shooting jumpers with Phoenix, and they were knocking everything out. And then all of a sudden, Clay Thompson got ejected. The game got away from Golden State. I, But I do tend to agree with Barkley, at least in the regular season. They're going to need these young yeah, guys that's, to play that's a lot fair. more minutes and have a lot more impact if they're going to win 55, 60 games like they usually do. I don't know that Thompson and Green and even Curry can be counted on night in, night out for an 82-game grind, but... Once the Warriors get to the playoffs, which you know they will, guess who's going to be playing all the minutes? <laughs> Curry, Thompson, Green. Without a doubt. And if the Warriors are going to win another championship, it's because of those three guys. But for now, I think Barkley's right. you got to let the younger guys take some of the load off. Number three. Roy McIlroy is having a great year on the golf course. He just became number one player in the world again, guys, if you were curious. But uh, he's very worried about his sport off the course. He said in an interview uh, that the PGA Tour Live Golf feud has become a quote-unquote us versus them, and he thinks it's going to cause irreparable or irreparable damage to the sport, which could take a long time to come back from. McElroy said players should have tried to resolve their issues with their tours rather than switching to Live. Quote, I feel like the place where they have been able to build their legacy and build their brand, they just have... They have just left behind. If people felt so aggrieved about some things, I'd rather be trying to make those changes from inside the walls than trying to go outside and dis disruptive. Chris, has the feud already gone past the point of no return? I don't know. I stopped paying attention to it about three months ago, <laughs> frankly. I'm being honest about it. I mean, it's, I know. it's too much. I, I, I don't have time to care about all that. Uh, I'm going to... You know, tee up my uh, VCR when they come back around. Your VCR. The, the DVR. <laughs> I'm crazy. I am so old. It's not You're about to turn back time. I'm going to get my cassette recorder out. A-track. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris, so when, when you had a VCR and you rented movies, were you kind and did you rewind? Most of the time, yeah. And and I was, by the way, I, I was in a, I was in a rewind. I was an immediate <laughs> rewinder. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as the movie was over, rewind I rewound. It. You know yeah, how I didn't it, wait till the next day or something like, I got to take this back. I'm going to have to rewind it. It was I late it fees, right? As soon right? as the movie was over. Yeah, late fees would add up. Yeah, I, I remember when we got the super cool fast rewinder, and we all like wanted to use it as a kid. And then Netflix came out by starting to deliver movies in the in the mail. Yeah, no, remember it wasn't that? Netflix. It was Dropbox, wasn't it? I thought it was no, Dropbox Netflix. is a cloud. Yeah, it was Netflix. They started delivering DVDs then? in the mail. Yeah, yes. they started delivering mm-hmm. movies in the mail. And I, you I had that. Yeah. You could keep them, and, and oh my goodness, you could keep them as long as you exactly. wanted. And I was That's like, right. how are they that doing right. this? Yeah, this is true. I could hold on to this movie for months, <laughs> and it's okay? Yeah, and there's no extra late fees? Yeah. I totally That's forgot that about started. that. Ah, I did, too. That's pretty good. That's all pretty right. good. So um, anyway, I will fire up the VCR for the Masters, okay. the U.S. Open. The Open. Thank you. The PGA. And then I won't care about golf the rest of the way. The live thing has become overwhelmingly annoying. And so to that extent, Rory McIlroy is probably right. Uh, Tony. Yes. Do you think the feud has already gone past the point of no return? Uh, I would think so. I find it uh, ironic that Rory is the one talking about this and he's like the main main character in the feud that's going on right now like, he's the main pga tour guy that's what i'm saying like oh, okay. he he has been the yeah, main it's not like he's done no it's feuding. not like he's been like hey we should come together kumbaya he's been firing off that's shots true. as much as he, anybody. he said <laughs> they wouldn't be used to playing 72 holes right. type of thing. <laughs> he's, he's been taking little shots this whole time but i i feel where he's coming from i it, it doesn't help It'll be interesting to just to watch how this thing unfolds over the next few years and where each is at. Who yeah. loses ground? Who doesn't lose ground? Phil Mickelson is like the ultimate spokesman right now for LIV right now. And he like went off the train and then he's back <laughs> on the train, but he, and now he's like driving the train yeah, again. So you know it's gonna be interesting to see if if Phil ends up ultimately being right or. If Tiger and Rory ultimately bit, end up being right. By the way, Tiger said that they did not offer him seven hundred million dollars. Like Only they said they did. <laughs> Only six hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> All right, two. it's time. The Mac Jones interception that chased the quarterback from the game on Monday Night Football has been investigated and looked at and forensically analyzed by some people on Twitter. They found. Want me to tell you the story, <laughs> or, since I don't know it. Yeah, because that's how we uh, got here. Okay, yeah. What's that's the story? How we got here. What's the story? Well, it apparently hit the uh, wire from the hanging camera above the stadium. It did, the guide wire. His interception apparently hit the guide wire for the sky cam. They found that. Amazing how I didn't know anything about that. No, it couldn't have been the same thing that you guys were talking about. Uh, Yes, um, that is the story that I'm talking about. But you said that it's not true at all. Uh, here is the here is the proof, Tony. I'm showing you. I have retweeted it at Matt Scraby. But look at the ball change direction as it hits the guide wire. How is the guide wire that low? I don't know. But do you believe that the ball hits the the guide wire? I can't tell from that that angle, man. It's amazing because ESPN came out and said there was absolutely no way. Oh, of course, that the guide ESPN's wire was that, that low. It was at least 15 feet away from where the ball was, and it didn't come close to hitting it. Okay, so it's here's just, the thing. It's just a figment of your imagination. I, I mean, I've seen the which ball is change a wild imagination to begin <laughs> I with. I mean, I saw the ball change directions on the video. It changes directions. It dips down a little bit. Some say that Mac Jones was trying to throw that away, and it hit the guide wire, dipped down, and that's why the guy made the great interception. He made like a one-handed interception, too. 
So, uh, basically, what is the question? Here? The question is, well, it would have been, do you think it hit the guide wire? But I believe it did hit the guide wire. Please get on Twitter at Matt Scraby. Let me know if you still believe in the guide wire theory. Tony, do they need to ban the sky cam if the guide wire is in the way? No, just make sure the wires are high enough where a quarterback can't hit it. It's not like Mac Jones has like the he's revered for like having the strongest arm in the NFL. <laughs> I feel like that that wire is a little low. Uh, yeah, it affected if, the flight of the football. It, if it indeed it affected, affected the, the flight of the football. football. I couldn't tell. Chris, I don't even want to ask you. Well, ask me because I want to tell you. <laughs> Are you going to ban the sky cam? Well, I'm also going to ban uh, overhanging scoreboards like the one they have in uh, Jerry World. That's fine. I mean, that's stupid. Because that punts have, have hit there. the scoreboard yes, yeah. they have. Yes, they have. It happens about once a season. Yeah. And apparently a football being thrown maybe hits a guide wire once every five seasons. They I think that would be an, an interception. Yeah. Still would be a an punt is like a dead ball once it hits a score. No, still would be it's an no different than when a ball at Tropicana Field hits one of that walkway in fair what, territory. Honestly, what what does happen? It's in play if it hits it in fair territory. I and it, it's in play like it falls you to can, the ground in play. You, you can also catch it. That ball that was going out of the ballpark. That's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of fun actually. Uh, last one, real quick. Number one, the Phillies. <laughs> if you want to go see a game in Philadelphia in the World Series, it is not going to be cheap. It's the second highest average ticket in World Series history at 3200 bucks for one ticket. Cubs of 2016 were number one. But if you want to go to a game in Houston, you'll pay around $1,500. Chris, take your number one event you want to go to. Tell me the max you would pay. Um... The U.S. Open Golf Championships. That's your number one. Of, oh, he's going to say zero. Five dollars. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Tony? Uh, I don't know what I would like pay. Like a concert? I don't or, know what I would pay, but. It's courts, hard to ask Tony these questions. Courtside NBA Finals at Staples. All right. More Quinn and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 